This is Control Structure, episode 109 for June 1st, 2016. Um, big week to anyone who's listening, I guess. Uh, this show has notes. Visit thenexus.tv slash cs109 to see them. My name is Andrew Bailey, and I will be a host for t- today. And with me is the other host, Stephen Orvis. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Steve. So, um, yeah, the other guy just left. Um, Zach, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, I think we might have him on the show sometime, if he has the time to do so. We should, and we can interview him and uh, ask all sorts of questions. Yes, so um, Chris, I guess, kind of took care of himself. So, you know, I guess that works. He texted us that he lost his phone. Yes, and somehow that means he can't come. So, uh, you know, he's, he's lost his phone before... Uh, maybe I should lose, finger quotes, my phone at some time if I don't want to do anything with them. So, uh, yeah, so I've continued uh, my biking uh, quite a bit, especially over the uh, uh, little long weekend. So, any long mile trips or so, same? So, last Monday, uh, I rode 14 miles. 14 miles, that's a good ride. Uh, so Tuesday, I felt like a zombie. <laughs> I can understand why. Uh, Wednesday, I felt a lot better. Like, I could go on a bike ride. But I remember what happened. So I only rode 12 miles. And so what happened Thursday? It was better than Tuesday. There you go. Um, Friday, I think I only did 8 miles or so. But, you know, it, yeah. it worked. Uh, so Saturday, I think, was a little crappy. Uh, and then Sunday it rained, and then yesterday I rode, like, 13 miles, so, yeah. And so, do you feel good today, then? Um, do you know what runner's high is? I have heard people speak of it, but not being much of a runner, absolutely not. Uh, I'm not, but it's real, and Monday I was high. (gasps) So, um, yeah, and it only took about 250 miles to do so (laughs) on the bike. So, um, yeah, it kind of gets strange because, you know, after I'm going for like 45 minutes, I'm like, yeah, 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 let's keep on going. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, so like I'm, I'm going and I'm, I'm clicking the gear to go higher and I'm not feeling anything. I'm like, what? I'm already in seventh. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's uh, getting pretty fun there. So, um, I'm not going to tell you when or where I noticed this and what I was doing at the time, because Chris totally freaked out. But, uh, like, whenever I would, you know, squeeze my leg like this, Uh you know, kind of like, I guess, stooping down or something. Yeah. that That a roll of fat would come out of my leg. Okay. I'm not sure if you've ever had this, but as you can see... That's pretty much gone. So now you've got a nice, solid muscle there in replacement. Yeah. And if you're wondering, I was on the toilet at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next question was, if Chris was freaking out when you're... No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I kind of led with that, and he's like, oh, don't tell me. (laughs) It's like, no, it's not anything about that area. It's, like, further down. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so yes, bicycle exercise is good. It's actually one of my favorite exercise types because 
I don't know. As I said, not a runner. It's not very much fun for me for running. So, yeah, bike riding is fun. Yeah. And as it turns out, a pair of pants did change my life. <laughs> so, so do you have a, a mile of distance goal that you're working towards? Um, not in particular. Just do more than 10 miles every week. Or at least a, like a running total, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which you're definitely doing right now. Yeah, like I'm I'm definitely doing like thirty miles a week yeah. or so. Um so yeah, uh I I feel the better than I have in years and I'm also a lot happier too. So yeah. It's kinda working out. So Very good. Uh anything exciting with you? Oh, I've had different things going on. So yesterday uh day off, so had fun most of the day with my three D printer. I started printing a 3D printed glider, which... Uh, Could you, like, speak up a little bit? Yes. I printed a 3D uh, printed glider, which was made from the ABS plastic, which is the same as, like, a Lego. That's a ABS plastic, so super lightweight, very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it prints it out like a flat sheet, and then you just have, like, these hinges on a... And Hinge you're making, up. like, hand yes. gestures yes. that everyone... Hand can... gestures that everyone, our entire viewing audience, can see. Yes. So anyways, those hinges... <laughs> yes, the squeaky hinges. And you hinge it up, and then you glue them, and then it makes the a V-wing, and it makes the dihedral of the main wing the hinge effect again. Dihedral? I believe... Let me see the pronunciation here. I think it's dihedral. Wing... Dihedral. 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 There you go. Anyways, it makes that. And apparently that makes it fly. It, it's very impressive because it's super lightweight. Uh, remember like as a kid, do you ever have one of those basswood gliders you put together and then you launch with a like, rubber band or something like that? No, although I do remember... Having a very large uh, styrofoam glider. Okay, yeah, I've had the styrofoam ones too. Anyways, uh, the uh, plane is much more dur- durable than like one of those basswood ones, and it's also lighter, so it like, flies really good. We launched it in a field that's like maybe 200 yards by 150, something like that, and it was like in danger of getting stuck above the tw- trees, like, on the edges of the field. Nice. Like it was it whoosh, way up there. So, yeah, that was lots of fun. Uh, so I've been printing lots of 3D stuff, learning lots about the plastic and stuff. And so, yeah, the other day I was taking something off the build plate, and I had a, a, a what's it called, spatula thing? Yeah. A putty knife. There you go, a putty knife. And it slipped and whoosh, right out of my finger, so I sliced myself <laughs> open. And the other always day... Always fun. Yes, always fun. So then on Saturday, I went back and was doing some more blacksmithing. I think I told you about that last show, didn't I, the blacksmithing? Yes. Yes. So I went back and did some more of that. And as and So was, you had a tong? So, yes, I had a tong. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made, made another tong but uh, and half of the second one, but that one's a little messed up, so probably redo it. Anyways, so I was leaving there, and I picked up a piece of metal that I thought was cool, and it was not. So I burnt my finger so yeah in addition to uh slicing it slicing open. it open and i still have the volleyball injury from like four <laughs> weeks ago too so yeah both my hands uh, let me guess uh summer is here summer is here and my hands all hurt <laughs> and i'm a software developer so i'm getting carpal tunnel too <laughs> <laughs> so yes those are my feats uh do you have anything any okay more so feats? 
So uh, as you as I mentioned, I was doing a offline uh, version of the Bible. So you know, essentially just like all in one spa, you know, single page app. I'm not sure if I still need to say that, but I just love saying spa. I'm making spas. <laughs> so um, you know, it's you know essentially like a four point some megabyte file that uh, you know has the entire Bible in it, and you can, you know, page through it. And uh, speaking of that, I uh, made sure that, you know, if you swipe on your phone, that, excuse me, that it, it's like you're flipping through the pages. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, oh, I want to quickly get back to the other chapter. You can go ahead and swipe to the right, um, and uh, it'll take you to the previous chapter. And... I believe it'll take you to the bottom of the previous chapter. It seemed to be keeping you in line with wherever it was you were at. Because I, I was watched one phrase, I swiped it to the right and swiped it back, and I was in the same phrase. So position-wise, it's keeping you. So, um, yeah, because I think I'm triggering the same method that I'm doing when I when you hit the uh, previous okay. and next buttons, or links or whatever. So, and also I added the, uh, uh, like the URL to those, uh, links so you can, like, open it in a new tab, mm-hmm. like the next chapter or something. Nice. So then you can come back and, uh, just browse. So, so if the preacher decides to go to Ecclesiastes and you're in Philippians or something and you kind of want to keep your place, well, you use tabs for that too. There you go. So, and uh, as always, the back button on the browser works, even though it's a single page. So, uh, that is a very nice feature to have and to uh, use. And uh, I actually put that up on uh, my theandrewbailey.com. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and check it out. I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to put it up on GitHub, because it's not really, like, that much of a program or anything. Like, you don't compile it. It's not compilable, but someone might want to change something or add a feature so, to it. So, I mean, it's HTML, and it's, like, not obfuscated, so... Yeah, I, I guess the, the value in having it on GitHub is you can track changes and get pull requests, yeah. should people desire. Raspberry? There are people next door. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at college, you know how I'm somewhat known for being quiet. Anyways, at college, once, I had people on a different floor come up to tell me and my friend that we should be quiet and not make as much noise because we were talking too loud. <laughs> so anyways, I had pop. That's what I blame it on. So, Raspberry Pi drone. Uh, the Pi Zero, things you can do with it. Uh, Hackaday has an article about a Raspberry Pi drone, uh, it's like this controller, uh, what's it called, board that goes on top. Uh, a hat, or shield. Shield, that is the name I'm looking for, it's shield. It has built-in, uh, uh, accelerometers and some connectors and things like that, and then there's apparently software for the Pi that you 
install and then you can have it do things like hover and such like that. So it looks kind of cool. I keep, I look at that and I'm like, I wish I could like 3D print the frame and things and like all of the pieces. So you can, you know, run the printer off your Raspberry, then have your Raspberry take off. You could with do the that. 3D printer. There we go. We built a really big quad chopper. <laughs> so it almost looks like there's SATA ports on this board here. It does look a lot like a SATA port. Yeah, but I think they're smaller. Yeah, they're, they 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 definitely look smaller. So yeah, it has. Uh, I can see like they have a neat little I don't know board of pins or something. It looks like a uh, like an IDE connector mm -hmm. or something. It says it fits. It would fit like a normal Raspberry Pi. Pi, I guess the shield will go on. It's compatible with either. Which is neat. That I didn't know the Raspberry Pi Foundation did that. Yeah, it's neat that they made that so it goes either way. Yeah, that's definitely one of the uh, you know compatibility things that they're going for. Mm -hmm. So uh, we here on uh, Control Structure. We kind of track the uh, developments in gaming now since, uh, you know, the Innuendo show decided to do whatever about a year ago. And uh, you may have uh, heard me talk about uh, Star Citizen before and uh, maybe even Crisis from time to time. Uh, the uh, engine behind that, the Cry engine, has been open sourced on GitHub. And uh, it looks like it's been up on GitHub for a while. Uh, Although it may have been private, it looks like. And with a release about two weeks ago, uh, it is public now. So, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this doesn't have like any kind of the Star Citizen customizations in it. Uh, I think that's a Cloud Imperium, like, kind of keeps those to themselves. But, um, yeah, at least you can, uh, you know, peruse this at your leisure. So... I'm pretty sure, like, there actually needs to be a commercial agreement for serious games. So, or at least, you know, like, commercial I games. I guess they probably have a license here someplace. I, I was reading about that the other day, actually, the uh, uh, licensing and how it works on GitHub, that technically just putting it on GitHub doesn't make it open source. You can still license it however you want. It does mean, though, that everyone's going to be able to see it. Okay, yeah, the license, uh, see, yeah, the source code in this repository is governed by the CryEngine license agreement, which is contained in license.md adjacent to this file. So, yeah, so have some fun with that. So, uh, I'm not sure if how exactly long ago this was, like maybe two years ago, that uh, Google beat Oracle in a lawsuit involving Android. Well, time went along, and uh, Google lost the case on appeal. So now they tried again with uh, a new uh, line of defense, stating that the Java APIs are fair use, that you know the Java APIs in Android should be considered fair use because you know Google wanted the existing uh, you know base of Java programs to run uh, on Android. And like all the people familiar with Java, uh, like have them come over and like not have to learn anything, uh, you know, anything too different, I guess. Uh, so yeah, this is a very good uh, uh, outcome for uh, programmers and uh, the industry in general, no matter what the uh, you know Oracle lawyers may claim. Like 
one of the top lawyers in this case said that this is like a very bad thing for the GPL. And I'm thinking is like, are like, are they high or something? You know, this means that, you know, anybody can use this. You know, that's kind of the point of the GPL. So, so yeah, the, uh, you know, other thing is that this might be overturned again on appeal. So, yes, I, I saw that in the article I mentioned about having other, other approaches they could take in that. Seems like if I'm understanding it, it's just that they have a set of function calls that Google has implemented their way. But they're upset about them copying their their structure to it, which is kind of stupid. It's like it's public. Yeah, you know, it's essentially you know if you take like a control panel with you know knobs, dials, and buttons and mm-hmm. whatnot, but uh, like wired up differently or like in another way uh, independently behind the scenes, you know, so like the people who come along can use it in the exact same way as the other one. It's making everything more reusable, more standardized. It's just a thing. It's why oil filters are somewhat standard in sizes and such. And why you don't have a gazillion oil filters, but rather just a few different ones. So if only that could be said for uh, power adapters. <laughs> this is true. That would be kind of nice. So, um, yeah, that seems to be us coming to the end of the show. Uh, I guess that's what a holiday does. Uh, and like the beginning of summer and stuff. Uh, so yeah, for a while there, it seemed to be, you know, drowned out by the, uh, Google versus Oracle debate, I guess you could say. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, as, uh, looking forward, I want to, you know, again, sort of fix the, uh, Tea Time app because, like, I have this one field in there that says, okay, I only want to, uh, look at the stations for the routes. Okay, yes. Yeah. Apparently that doesn't work and it's not connected up to the data model in any way. <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, and then again for the offline Bible, like, it shouldn't necessarily count if you, like, swipe, like, diagonally on the screen. So. Those are things as you use it, you're gonna discover those and just uh, the whole vagueness. <laughs> of software is like, well, it did what you asked it to do. Yeah. You didn't say anything but diagonal swipes. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. So have a good one. You too.